Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Ian, we finally reached the end of the road. The finally, 20, that's right. The 2022 season, 2021 season. Oh my gosh, jumping into the future here. The 2021 season has come to a merciful end for Broncos fans, um, in a way that, gosh, I don't know how we would like if you were to put a title onto this game. Uh, what what would the title of this game be? Typical Broncos. Typical Broncos. There you go. That's maybe that should be a that should be a, a new podcast. We can start a new podcast. We'll call it Typical Broncos, and it'll just be us complaining about how sh- how terrible the Broncos are. Almost swore. You, you, believe you that? did. You I would almost, have to put the had to the, put the old E on there. Yeah, explicit. That, right at the beginning too. It's been a long. I, season. I mean, if, if people could see me, I just wish people could see me. Like I haven't fixed my hair today. I'm a little bit disheveled. I feel like a, a Broncos, like Broncos fan. Country. I feel like Broncos country right now, and I'm I'm completely healthy, and I'm I'm completely fine with everything because, as I told you before we started recording, I don't care if Vic Fangio is fired. I don't care if Drew Locke is the quarterback next season or not. I don't care if Pat Shermer is fired, Tom McMahon. I don't care until Joe Ellis is gone and he's not a part of this organization any longer. I really don't care because it's going to be the same garbage. And the fact that he's not going to be here after this season because he is going to be gone, it's been announced. He made that clear at the end of uh, – before the season even started. 
So the fact that he's still going to have a hand and if George Payton does decide to move on from Vic Fangio, the fact that he's going to have a hand in it, even though he's not going to be here, really, just go away. Go away. Nobody wants you here. You have done nothing for this organization since Pat Bowen passed away and since he stepped down. Joe Ellis has done nothing. He is an albatross for this organization. Well, now in golf, an albatross, albatross is a good score. That's that's a pretty good thing. So if, if we're talking golf, that's not bad. But we're not. We're talking football. And it has been – it's been rough. It's been six years of, of futility, six years of um, – pretending to not be rebuilding and so you never do actually rebuild it's been six years as, as you said uh guys like joe ellis just collecting a check uh and and milking the golden goose for all it's worth can you milk a golden goose how does that work uh, you can on Willy wonka and the chocolate factory yeah i mean you, you, you can milk it for the chocolate eggs yeah you do whatever you want or the golden eggs yes. i guess it would be the golden yes. eggs the golden he's the, he, you know he climbed the beanstalk that was the pat Bowen trust and stole the goose and chopped down the the beanstalk. We've we've gone full uh, fairy tale here, and then and then beheaded the goose. Yeah, the poor goose is dead now, which is sad. And it's just <laughs> goose dies in Top Gun too, so I guess that makes sense. Oh, and oh, you went you went with the Top Gun. Yeah, I went Danger Zone there. I figure you know one more time. And there's I, two O's in Goose Boys. <laughs> that's right. The uh, the plaque for the alternates is down in the ladies' room, uh, which is which is where the Broncos where are. the Broncos are, I guess. Which is you know we're we're enlightened men who who don't believe that that's a funny joke, but it is hilarious. You, you kill me, you really do. Um, <laughs> let's get back to today, I suppose. And the Denver Broncos there, actually one more. It's, it's beneath that. It's like a couple of floors beneath it's a, it's that. A few, it's a few floor, like, floors. Like it's actually dread. in the septic tank, really, is where it is. It's yeah, in the, and, and then it's actually beneath the septic tank that has a leak. There, yeah, it's leaking onto the plaque for the alternates, which is what the Broncos uh, are the kings of right now, the kings of the alternates. Man, that got off topic. It did, and you know what? It's fine because the topic itself is just the Broncos lose another game to the Chiefs, another game to the Chiefs. Is that 13 in a row? Is that where we stand? in a row. It's, uh, it's an impressive streak. To take a line from Ferris Bueller's day off, it's not nine, 13 times. 13 times? 13 times? 13 times? let's let's start with this let's do this let's actually talk about the game a little bit because it was an exciting game I I think if you look at the expression of the the plethora of fans that were in the stands forgetting about the 14,000 no-shows and half the stands were Chiefs fans the Bronco fans that were there were excited and I think rightfully so it uh it was an exciting game the 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 Drew Locke contingency is going to be out in full force because he did score two touchdowns and that's neat i suppose can i just say if you had a drew lock anytime touchdown kudos to you yeah, nice, nice job that, that would have been a nice payday would have been a, a big and old then, hitter and then if you do it at bet fred if you do a first time anytime touchdown score and he gets a second and that person gets a second touchdown they double your bet Ooh. so what you're so saying you is a drew lock anytime see. touchdown score at bet fred Congrats on on that for you Congrats all. Yeah, on, nice. nice even job. at any sports book, holy yeah. cow! I mean, I didn't. Google I had the opportunity, TV. right? I coulda, but I chose not to because you know I I, I don't. In fact, I I threw a parlay together uh, that uh, had the Chiefs winning uh, 
and and covering at plus 11 and then i had a whole bunch of other things that didn't matter because they didn't cover so <laughs> thanks a lot but minus 11 but, but whatever it is yeah the broncos were yeah. plus 11 the chiefs were minus 11 and either way i got screwed uh <laughs> it was a Back fun on game topic again. It was a, yeah it's a, well that's not too bad that's not too bad it was a fun game though the broncos didn't win but they're they made it a game out of it, and then they're going to get the higher draft pick, which will make Scotty happy. Uh, and if you're Makes a draft pick out there, yeah, I mean, it's, that's great. Honestly, and I, and I said this uh, I said this in Slack, and it was kind of it sort of echoed what you just said here. Nothing really matters. None of it mattered. If they'd won the game, they would have had a draft pick around, what, 14 or 15. They lose the game, they could potentially have a draft pick as high as seven. Who cares? It doesn't really matter, and, and it does all go back to it. any higher, lower than 11. So oh, it, it could be as high as seven, won't be any lower than 11. There you go. See, so that's great. And and so, you know, I, I honestly just didn't care one way or the other. Whether they won or lost, it didn't matter to me. I, did I want them to beat the Chiefs to sort of get rid of this awful streak? Yeah, I did. Did I care if they lost? Not really because, like you said, the draft is there. And then also nothing really matters until Joe Ellis is gone and until the new ownership takes over, which – sort of leads me to the point that if you just watch that game for fun, if you were a, an uninterested partner, right? If you were someone who didn't care one way or the other, which was me, it was a fun game. I mean, Drew Locke kept it close. He didn't make any mistakes. The defense played, you know, pretty well against what is supposed to be the greatest offense in the history of offenses. So, yeah, it was uh it was okay. It was a, it was rough at the end. It was rough at the end. The the Melvin Gordon fumble, uh, which which was the moment that everything went back to normal, if you will, was huh. <laughs> well, that was rough. And and I we talked about this. I don't actually put that on Melvin Gordon. You you're receiving a handoff at the same time as a defender arriving. You know that's the third string right tackle's fault, and there you you can't prove otherwise on that. Go back and watch it. I mean. A free a free rush, fumble, the ball gets picked up, scoop and score, ball game, right? I mean, that's 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 really what it all boils down to. But even then, the Broncos still had a chance, and that's when you got Drew Locke of old, where he tries to throw into double coverage to Tim Patrick when he had a wide-open Jerry Judy. Kirk Herbstreit talked about it at length. It was nice to hear Kirk Herbstreit and, and, and Fowler there. That was – come on, that was good. Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit are fantastic. That was a typical Denver Broncos game. They had a chance. They made some mistakes. They lost. There it was. The throw to Noah Fant was bad too on that on that drive when it's, you know, second and nine third, third, third and nine, excuse me. And you like he didn't even put it into an area where he could make it. And it wasn't like Drew Locke was really rushed there. He just sort of sucked on that throw. That's the word I'm gonna go with. It was that's there it was. That was the game. And I, I think you have, give credit to the to the Broncos for the way they showed up. They they did play hard. They didn't they didn't cash in. They didn't give up. Not that you would expect them to. I mean, I, I think one of the reasons Melvin Gordon ran with the authority and played as well as he did is because he knows he's not going to be back in Denver next year, and he wanted to get something positive out there for his agent to give potential teams to say, "Hey, I can still do this." Obviously, the fumble doesn't help, but as you said, it's not his fault, and I agree with that. I, I when Melvin when Melvin Ingram is in the backfield and can basically take the ball from Drew Locke, that I mean that's not Melvin Gordon's fault. But 
give credit to the defense because they really did confuse Patrick Mahomes. They really did contain that offense until the Mikel Hardman, basically Peyton Manning to Demarius Thomas play. And, and that was what cost them the game. Up until that point, they had kept Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in check. And kudos to that defense because they were down three starters in the secondary, down Kareem Jackson, down Ronald Darby, Patrick down Patrick Sertan. There's some PS2 there, man. Come on. <laughs> and the fact that they were still able to confuse Patrick Mahomes and that defense played as well as it did, I mean – they they had everything there. Drew Locke was leading the offense. They they were scoring touchdowns on drives, three touchdown drives. And then the and the way that the offense responded after that catastrophic fumble by Melvin Gordon, Drew Locke then leads them right back down the field. The thing of it is, it was typical Broncos because they couldn't finish. Yeah, it's the it's the finish that sucks. I do. You were giving kudos out to the secondary. Can we throw Michael Ojemudie's name out there for just to Absolutely. just to sort of? That guy had I think it was eleven tackles total in the game, if I'm not mistaken, which is incredible. He was everywhere. He made some nice plays. He had some. Uh, he had I think it was. I'm trying to remember how many pass defense. I'll just look at it. So I'll make my two pass defense. I mean, he was he was probably the best player in the secondary in this game, and. You you got to give him credit for that, and and you're right. We we go back to that typical Broncos. Like they have the makings of a team that can that can win more games than they have, but they are so consistent in their inconsistencies that it is insane that, that they just keep winding up in these situations. Now I do think, and this is something that I, I think will be an interesting thing for us to talk about later in the week when we know a little bit more. I do think there's a scenario where George Payton looks at this game and how hard this team fought and says, we can stick with Vic Fangio and make it work. And there's potential here. And don't shoot the messenger on this. There's potential here with as well as Drew Locke seemingly played, which I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you he played great. In fact, here, I'll read you his stat line just to make sure you all know how it went 12 of 24, which if you're not, uh, good at math is only a 50% completion percentage for 162 yards and no touchdown passes, but he didn't throw an interception, which is, which is what people want to tell you. Yeah. Like when I was on with, uh, with Ryan and Ben and, and Ben tried to tell me he had marked improvement. No, we're not, we're not going to go there. It wasn't marked improvement. He didn't turn the ball over. That's neat. But Cortland Sutton looked just as good as he did throwing the football. In fact, his uh, passer rating was 118, while Drew Locks was only 71. So, you know, it's not, not not to throw too much of a wet blanket on things. That being said, it wouldn't surprise me if George Payton said, we've got new owners coming in, we have no idea where this is going, let's just run it back, we'll stick with Vic Fangio, we'll stick with Drew Locke, and we'll see how it goes. And now he's, you know, now you're you're looking at another season like this. And I know how you feel about that. And after watching this game, I, I feel the same way. That's a terrible thing to do. But I could see it happening because of how good the defense is under Vic Fangio. And if I'm, if I, you know, the, you know the the meme with the guy who's licking his chops, hiding behind. He's got the yellow suit on. He's rubbing his hands together. If I'm a team looking for a defensive coordinator, and I see the Broncos getting ready to fire Vic Fangio. Ooh, I'm I'm getting a contract ready for him. I'm I'm gonna sign him to a defensive coordinator contract that's super big. 
Why not? He's he's one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL right now. And he's he is, and he's, he's a horrible head coach. Head coach. He's the special team head. sucks. Yep. The offense hasn't been any good. Mm-hmm. Clock management and game get management are garbage. Yep. And the last time I checked, he's not a defensive coordinator. He is the head coach. That's true. And as a head coach, the Broncos have gone three straight seasons without a winning record. You cannot bring that back as a head coach. You cannot do it. Just because you don't want him to be a defensive coordinator, okay. Well, I don't care about that. Uh, There's no way you can bring him back. There has to be accountability. And I get it. There has been no accountability because the guy who has not wanted to hold people accountable is Joe Ellis. But eventually somebody has to be held accountable for this. And it has to be Vic Fangio. And the one thing that we keep hearing from insiders, whether it's Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, James Palmer, Mike Kliss, whoever it is, he's a nice guy. George Payton likes Vic Fangio. They have a good working relationship. So good, they had a losing record. That's some great relationship. I want somebody who will win football games, who wants to win football games, who gets better as a head coach. Vic Fangio has not gotten better as a head coach. You know what? I can I can I I don't want to jump on your toes here a little bit cuz I know you're you're building to something, but I think that this game is a really good example of that in that they had some moments where I think Javante Williams had to call a timeout because of bad clock management and they were trying to do something. It wasn't Vic Fangio who called it. He was just going to let time expire and they were going to take a, a delay a game penalty. Javante Williams calls a timeout. You have the the decision to not go for it on fourth down. While I think percentage-wise probably there's a little chart there that told him to not go for it and he probably followed that, he's been going for for – for things on fourth down all season, why all of a sudden stop now? That felt weird, right? I think conservative with Patrick Mahomes on the other sideline. Now now you're going to be conservative? Like this instance? Right. You have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes who will literally go for the kill shot now that they have the chance. And that's what they did. That's right. Exactly. And so so that sort of is my point there to what you're saying. It's the improvement piece with Vic Fangio. It's... Did he get better from year one to year three as a head coach? Uh, one and eight in challenges, terrible clock management still. he He's great at coordinating the defense, but the offense is awful. Now, I don't think Special he's the teams. one who hired Pat Shermer, but he certainly didn't say no to it. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those he things. He kept Tom McMahon on his staff he said, after I Vic really Fangio like Tom was fired. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So the point that you're making is a very valid point that is all about as you said, accountability, but it's also about improving. It's about getting better at your job. And he hasn't gotten better at his job. He stayed pretty much the same, and that hasn't been good enough. And this this Chiefs game, this loss to the Chiefs, is a perfect example of that, is a perfect example of a coach who is still doing the same exact things he's been doing since day one as a head coach, there has been no improvement, and that is why the Broncos end up 7-10 and 10 with the potential to be drafting in the top 10 versus going to the playoffs and a potential to make a deep run. The example that I will give for Vic Fangio is not Wade Phillips. If they bring Vic Fangio back, you're going to be in line for some more 7-9 and nine bullshit. Ooh, Jeff He's Fisher. Jeff Fisher. He is Jeff Fisher. 
a guy who shouldn't be a head coach, but continually still has a job for some reason or another. And I don't think Drew Locke is going to be back because even Mike Kliss said that he's going to be trade bait. He is going to be used as trade bait to get a veteran quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is that's a pipe dream. I think in terms of realistic, it's more realistic for Russell Wilson. But I still think, as we said on last week's podcast, that even that's a pipe dream. I just can't imagine the Seahawks choosing Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson. But, I mean, it is, it is the Seahawks. You, you know, never know. You know who's going to be? He's going to throw this down. It's going to be Kirk Cousins. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.